Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 128 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. If you are someone that's been listening to the podcast or have been listening for quite some time, you will know that I'm a little bit of a fan of all things psychometric assessment, personality profiles, whatever you like to call them. I just love using these kind of tools in the workplace. I am from a psych background. I studied forensic psychology at uni. I know how I ended up in the world of HR is sometimes mind-boggling to me as well, Uh, but I just have a real interest in how we think, how it impacts human behavior, and the natural tendencies that we all have in terms of our uh, intuitive way of doing things. So using psychometrics in the workplace is definitely something that I am a huge fan of, and that's why I'm really excited that today on the podcast, we are chatting with Charissa Lim from Impact Persona. Impact Persona is an Australian-based business, and Charissa is a certified behavioral consultant and DISC advocate who is passionate about helping businesses gain first-hand insights into people's behavioral traits via one of the world's most popular personality profiling tools, which is the DISC assessment. Now, if you're not familiar with DISC, you will learn a lot more about it in my discussion with Charissa today. It is her tool of choice when it comes to psychometric assessments, particularly ones that we use in the recruitment process. And DISC is a very popular tool to use. I've got clients and business owners that I know who use DISC religiously and will literally contact me when they're hiring and say, I need a high eye. They know exactly the DISC profile they're looking for. So it is a very popular tool. Today's discussion is not only about DISC though, we will be touching on using psychometrics more generally. Now, Teresa is currently on a mission to save businesses and hiring managers time and money um, by using these psychometric assessment reports to help them navigate hiring decisions. So she works with hiring managers, recruiters, career coaches to create a variety, and she's created this variety, I guess, of bespoke DISC reports. I have seen them myself. They are excellent. Um, They're very cost-effective. They're also very simple to read and digest and give you the exact insights that you need in a very, very succinct way. So we all know that people come with different personalities and Charissa's goal is to harness the power of DISC profiling to help her clients make more informed hiring decisions and identify the most ideal candidates to fit the business, the culture and the role requirements. So let's not dilly-dather any further. Let's get straight into my chat with Charissa. Teresa, hi, and welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. Hello, it's great to be here. So excited. 
Yes, I'm great to have you joining us today. Now, I have given the audience a little bit of an intro about you before you joined us, but I'd love to hear from you personally, because I always find this far more interesting. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and, and what it is that you do. Yeah, so uh, back 15, 18 years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to take on a DISC course by the company I was employed in, Mm -hmm. and that was because they were looking to um, basically uh, run DISC programs and implement DISC profiling across the entire organization. So I was actually very fortunate to be um, sponsored to do a certification course. Uh, And that is where my journey into DISC began um, because a lot of people asked me how I got started into DISC and that was my story. And fast forward, yeah, so fast forward, you know, um, a couple of decades later, Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm doing now is I've set up a business called Impact Persona. And what's a bit uh, different about what I do is that I write my own disc report. So I create my own format and I decide uh, the number of pages in the report at the end of the day. What I really want to do is just help business owners, hiring managers make the uh, recruitment process as cost effective and easy as possible. So that's pretty much what I do working with businesses to help them make more informed decisions when they're recruiting stuff. Yeah, that, it, it's such an important uh, tool that we have available to us when we are hiring these kind of psychometric assessments. And I've, I've certainly seen your reports firsthand and they are really di- you know, direct and easy to digest. And I've certainly seen, DISC is one of those, it's such a big, big tool that I've definitely seen other DISC reports that were not so easy to digest. So you have, you do an exceptional job of really um, narrowing down to the information we need to know to make the most informed decisions and giving us as hiring managers, business owners, recruiters, the intel that we actually need and not what we don't need. So, um, yeah, you definitely do an exceptional job with those reports. Yes, and it's also because um, a lot of the business owners and hiring managers, they're not certified in DISC. So, the Mm. full-fledged or the full-blown reports that come with the graphs and charts can get a little bit overwhelming. Mm. And I get a lot of hiring managers throughout my career telling me, oh my goodness, uh, this is just too much for me. What am I going to do with these graphs? Yeah, And that actually sparked the idea for what I do Uh now, which is just be able to present something uh, that's a lot more uh, easier to read, easier to digest, and you don't need to be certified with DISC to interpret or know who the candidate in front of you is. Mm, absolutely. And when you went ahead and did this DISC training all those years ago, were you already exposed to the world of psychometric assessments at that time or was DISC your first sort of taste at psychometrics? Yeah, so very much DISC was my first contact with psychometric testing. Um, Mm. The company I was with was my very first uh, job out of university. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've not been exposed to any kind of psychometric testing before. And when I went for the course, that was when it was just the penny dropped. It was a great eye opener. uh, And it just there was a light bulb moment where I went, oh, this makes so much sense to me now why certain people behave in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. So let's unpack, I guess, for the audience who might not uh, be as familiar as you and I are with psychometric assessments. Um, and it's something I, I'm really passionate about using them. I come from a psych background, so I've got a, you know a passion, I guess, for understanding human behaviour and using these types of tools. But for our listeners, if you haven't uh, come across psychometrics before, all they are is an assessment tool, and usually they're a very easy, quick survey type of tool where when applicants give us or applicants or anyone, any person that completes the assessment gives us their direct responses to these questions and they're very generic questions, it's not work specific necessarily, we build a profile or the tools build a profile about what this person's natural instincts and um, tendencies might be and the psychometric tools and there's a huge range of them in the market, give us an insight into how that's going to translate in the workplace, particularly if we're using something like DISC, which is, you know, very much workplace specific. Um, but they tell us what this person's likely to be like in terms of their natural tendencies, their strengths and weaknesses, their communication styles. And that helps us make really informed decisions about what roles they might be best suited to, um, the types of teams they might fit in best with, and all of those kind of things. Is that how you see psychometrics, Teresa? Oh, absolutely, Crystal That's spot on. Um, so in terms of um, uh, having an interview of a candidate, it's very easy to pull up the resume and see what sort of of skills or experiences they have. Yeah, but what's really difficult uh, and more complex to uh, try and nut out is the sort of behavioral traits, how, as you mentioned, how they respond to certain uh, situations or challenges, of their profit pace of working, whether how they influence others or um, how they follow policies and procedures. So, mm -hmm. Uh, what I usually, how I usually describe psychometric tools, especially DISC, is it is a, a predictive tool. Mm -hmm. It allows you to predict the person's behaviors. Yeah, I love that actually, predictive tool. That's yeah. probably the perfect way to describe them. And I've used psychometrics, you know, throughout my career because I, I do really see the value in them, like when you had that aha moment. I think once you've seen how accurate these kind of reports are, are and can be if you're using good ones, they just help you make, it just really forms out the rest of the profile about, and it's not the decision maker necessarily, although it might be, it's more, what am I going to do with this person once they're here? How can I, you know, set them up for success in the workplace by knowing as much as I can um, about them? Because it would take you, I would estimate six to 12 months to know an applicant as well organically as you would on day one by using one of these tools. Um, I think that might be a rough time frame that I've certainly seen play out. So for you, when, you know, if we're talking about using these assessments in the recruitment process, which is, is sort of the focus of today's discussion, although they can be used really well at other times, when throughout the recruitment process do you recommend that we use these tools? Yeah, so there is no hard and fast rule. Mm. Um, I do recommend that you can either implement it um, prior to the first interview, mm -hmm. and that gives you that first-hand insight to the candidate before you even meet the candidate. You have a bit of a rough idea of what this person is like. Uh, or, or as an alternate, uh, you can, a lot of um, organizations also implement it um, at the second round of interviews. So that's the decision-making rounds where mm -hmm. they will go, I've 
spoken to the candidate in the first round, their skills and experiences um, match what we're looking for. So let's go a bit deeper during the second round interview. So uh, it could be either at the first or the second round. Mm, great. And I, I wonder as well, just before we jumped on recording today, you and I were chatting about the market at the moment for applicants. And uh, at the time of recording, it is 2022. And it is tough out there for businesses to find great people. And I wonder whether the market might determine for us when we would be best suited to doing a psychometric like DISC in that Right now, we're not spoiled for choice. We might get to interview one to two people for most roles. So I would probably tend to put it at the back end of the recruitment process at that decision-making interview. Whereas if we are spoiled for choice and we have 100 excellent applicants, that might be a better time to put it at the front end to help with our screening and help with our shortlisting. So we're not wasting time interviewing people who really aren't going to be suitable for the role. Do you think you could use that strategy? Uh, yes and no. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of uh, organizations will tend to say, right, you know, it's so hard looking for the right person. So I'm not going to um, jeopardize the candidate's chances of being hired. But what I can tell you is that if you um, do not do your due diligence in really understanding how the candidate behaves mm-hmm. or interacts or fits into the corporate culture, mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and I've seen it before, is that you will not get that longevity with that candidate. Mm -hmm. So if you are hiring someone and you feel that there are only two candidates applying for the role, you just have to have that person for the job. Uh, But if you feel that um, or if you don't do a behavioral profiling assessment, Mm -hmm. you may find that the candidate is going to struggle with some of the um, policies or culture within the environment, uh, and they are going to leave the organization within three months. And then, you know, you'll, the hiring manager will find themselves at a position where, oh, I've got to find someone again. There's time lost. There's effort lost. So it is actually costly. It is a costly hiring process that can be very much um, prevented or circumvented or supported with a psychometric testing tool. Mm, Absolutely. Look, the cost of churn is something that really shouldn't be underestimated. Um, You know, the figures range from a third of the salary to, you know, more than double the salary, depending, of course, on the role and uh, its, you know, position in the business. But you're always talking you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars when you need to refill a position in your business. So uh, I certainly am keen to make sure that those decisions are right or as close as possible to being right in the first instance. And psychometrics is one of those tools that we have to support us in making that decision, definitely. And I I know personally I've even been surprised by results of psychometrics when, uh, you know, obviously I, I do this professionally, so I'm very used to interviewing people and I consider myself to read people quite well. But sometimes the psychometric will come back and I will have missed some things in the interview that I just didn't see and, and they, you know, it's really helped to inform the decision uh, moving forward. So, they, you know, even if you think, no, I read people well or I've got this, I guarantee you they add so much more to, to what you can gather. So you're, you're a DISC specialist. Now, I, I, I will say up front there are loads, I mean, thousands probably of psychometrics available out there. Um, So definitely, you know, if you're a business owner, if you're making decisions for the business on hiring, definitely look at all the options and look at what suits your needs best. And I think I really like to see the same assessment used consistently. So we're seeing direct comparisons 
uh, and forming really organisation-wide uh, data. But let's focus on DISC for a moment because it is very popular. I've got members of our people-powered HR community who love DISC and will, in fact, when they're hiring, say, oh, I need a high D, like they talk this language, which I really love. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So so they're really clear, which is wonderful. So let's talk about DISC for a moment. Tell us a little bit more about DISC as an assessment tool. Yes. So DISC itself is a four-factor behavioral model that was founded by an American psychologist uh, called William Marston in the early 1920s. So this means that DISC has a history of, so we're in 2022 today, mm. uh, it's got a history of over or almost 100 years. So we're looking at a century mm-hmm. uh, of principles here. So uh, basically DISC is about finding the motivations behind people uh, and that recognizing that a person can possess possess many traits. So at the end of the day, it, it is an assessment tool that measures, as mentioned before, our behaviors, how we can react and respond. And the four uh, quadrants uh, that a lot of people are familiar with are the D's, I's, S's and C's. So to give you a really quick crash course, mm. uh, if you are someone who is very driven, very determined, dynamic and decisive uh, or even direct in your language uh, that would indicate that you've got a high D um, factor in your uh, DISC bland profile. If you're someone who loves talking a lot, loves socializing, interacting with people and you feel that you just have a high level of energy, uh, that is where you've got an I style uh, in your element. Uh, Now, if for people who are very supportive, they feel that or they see themselves as very supportive, uh, very steady, very stable, um, they would be a strong style where they're uh, wanting to always um, have peace and harmony in the team, pleasing others. So they are the people pleasers. And finally, uh, people who see themselves as very cautious, very analytical, wanting to be correct in what they do all the time, that would be the C style. So even though there are four factors uh, that I've just described, uh, it is a common misconception that we all are just one disc style. We actually are a blend. So just want to really uh, put this point out there. We are a blend of styles. So you could be an, a D and an I, or maybe an I and an S, or even a DC. Yeah, absolutely. And th- this blend is what's really important in understanding applicants in the recruitment process, because immediately you might just hearing those descriptions, think of certain roles within your business that you know you would certainly need a C style of person in because they're detailed and meticulous and you need that kind of attention to detail. And conversely, I think, you know, immediately towards uh, an outbound sales type position, you want an I in there and someone probably with some D as well in terms of being able to, you know, cold call or do those kind of things. So immediately there uh, is a sense that certain roles would require certain, not require, but be better filled with applicants with certain blends. But you've always got a mix in there, don't you? And, And most people usually sort of highest in one and then the blend sits below that. Is that what you usually find? Yeah, that's correct. So they would be uh, more dominant in certain traits and mm-hmm. certain traits are just not uh, as dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've certainly seen as well. And I love the um, 
I love the visuals that you get with a disc report as well. Um, the explanations, you know, I guess everyone's a little different, but the explanations for some people are straight away the penny drops and that makes total sense. And for others, the the graphs and the, the visual imagery that come with a disc report are really uh, beneficial. The other space uh, that I love to see these types of assessments, assessments used is actually in team building activities because when people do these assessments and get the report, the overwhelming response I always see is, wow, that's accurate. Um, and it helps team members to understand each other a little better and to understand why, you know, if you're a high sort of D and you're dealing with someone that's a high C, they may not interact with you the way you might expect or want because uh, their their approach is different in communication. And so it builds a sense of a deeper understanding of our teammates. Have you seen it used in that capacity? Oh, absolutely. So, um, so for example, in one of the companies I've worked for, we had two types of managers who have very differing personalities. We had one director who had a very strong D style uh, and one director who had uh, a very strong I energy. So with the D style director, he was um, just really uh, assertive and uh, driven and he does intimidate the staff. And typical of D, D styles, uh, he would also email his employees in the middle of the night, expecting them to respond. Whereas with the I style director, he was he just loved um, going out for lunches with his team members. He would say, "Let's all hang out for lunch," and uh, he would talk and share stories. And the the members really loved working or talking or sharing or pouring their hearts out to the I style director, whereas they were just a little bit more reserved and, you know, did not want to really engage with the D style director. So uh, at that point, because they were not aware of DISC as a tool and why people, uh, certain people behave or react in such a way, had they known it, they would basically understand or appreciate that. That's that's just how the D-style director is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, even when responding or communicating with the director, they would um, just be aware to use certain language or respond to him in a certain way to ensure that there is no miscommunication or conflict between team members. So, yes, it does provide a really powerful tool in reducing conflict. And basically, at the end of the day, adapting your communication style to suit the other person. So you're not mm. changing yourself. And that, again, is a misconception. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that I'm not going to change who I am. That's how I speak. But uh, we want to see as adapting to the other person so that we can get the best out of the project or the communication. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And so this is a really great you know, additional way you could use DISC, yes, use it in the recruitment process, but also then bring it into those team discussions or to team strategy days um, because it's really, really insightful. And I'm thinking of a business that I used to handle all the HR for and they had also two directors and it was definitely the situation where one director was more S and I, I would say, uh, very nurturing, very much a people pleaser also. And the other director was very D. And, uh, you know, the staff really, really gravitated towards the I slash S director. Um, and, and I think they eventually realised that and actually structured their two directorship roles 
to suit their strengths, which if you can do that, you can have that self-awareness. It's it's beautiful in terms of a leadership perspective as well. So, um, you know, it's just really laid. We've got so many opportunities to use the information we get doing these assessments uh, in the recruitment process. So I'm curious to know from your perspective, you know, I certainly see members of People Powered HR and my consulting clients wanting to do these assessments, but struggling sometimes to decide which assessment is for them. And, you know, to that extent, uh, sometimes doing multiple assessments, which may have some value, I'm not sure, but may not be necessary. How, you know, why would DISC be a a good assessment for them to choose, um, you know, over some of the other options that are out there? Yeah, I love this question. Um, so one of the most common other uh, types of um, psychometric tools that this gets compared against is the Myers-Briggs yeah. or MBTI for short. Um, so they're very similar in terms of the sort of information you get out of the reports. Um, so what I want to point out is that the difference, and I this is a question I get a lot, mm. what is the difference between Myers-Briggs and DISC? Now, MBTI covers a bit more about your intrinsic behaviors, how you think or how you uh, how you are as a person. So it's very much a personality report, whereas DISC focuses more on your behavioral styles, how you react to situations or how you respond to challenges. So what's typical in a, a Myers-Briggs um, analysis is you might see things like, oh, this person is very philosophical and likes to think about what they want out of life, uh, or perhaps um, they love to be creative with their hands. So this is very much how the person thinks or is as an individual. Um, but at the end of the day, to to choose between the best sort of um, – tool and to know why should I choose DISC? If you are after an assessment tool that is quick to administer and you just want to be able to get the insights quickly, DISC is the one for you because DISC is actually a um, an assessment that has about between 24 to 30 questions, depending on which provider you go with. Mine has 28 questions. And participants or candidates are asked to give themselves up to 12 minutes uh, to complete it. So it can be actually completed within 10 to 12 minutes. Now, the Myers-Briggs, uh, one of the most common assessments, and uh, along with other uh, assessment tools that I'm aware of, such as Hogan assessments or the McQuaig assessment, they are quite extensive. So Myers-Briggs takes has about at least 90 questions or over 90, mm. 90, and that takes uh, candidates easily at least 45 minutes to complete. So it's really the time factor uh, and also the simplicity. If you just want to grab a report and just know what is this person like? Will they fit into the corporate culture? Uh, and you don't want to scare the candidate off with a 45-minute assessment, I would certainly recommend going along with DISC. That's definitely true. It is a very quick assessment to complete. And what I always instruct candidates when they're completing these assessments is just your gut feel is the right answer. Uh, don't overthink it any more than That's that. That's it response Um, because I think the tendency and I've certainly done assessments early in my career which I found fascinating as someone who was a psych major then sitting these assessments that if I wanted to I could have skewed the results easily in terms of putting myself in the position of understanding what the employer wanted out of the assessment disc that's not it's not possible literally because they're purely uh, very 
simple questions that are gut feel responses and the candidate will have no idea what you're looking to check with these questions. That so, is correct. Yeah, I think that's really interesting as well. And it is a good point. The other assessments, um, and there's lots of them, Firstly, I think that point about it being more intrinsic, more about feelings and, um, I guess, underlying personality, very much so, which doesn't necessarily directly correlate to their um, behaviours at work. And that's what we really want to get out of doing an assessment in the recruitment process is understanding not only their personality, yes, but what are they actually going to be like in the workplace? How are they going to communicate? Um, what type of work are they going to lean towards versus pull away from? And I think that's where assessments like this are so much more powerful for the workplace setting. Um, you know, the other ones are really interesting to do and to learn about yourself, but from a workplace perspective, I agree. I think that that information about behaviour, um, like you mentioned earlier, it's a predictor of behaviour. So that is correct. I really like that. So when, when you, you know, if I was an employer and I was going to start doing DISC in my recruitment process, for example, what should I be looking for from the reports I'm getting? What should I be reading into things and what information should I be looking to try and gather? Yeah, so uh, different reports will provide information in different formats, but I'm just going to use my reports as mm. a basis. Mm-hmm. So uh, most DISC reports will come with the candidate's strengths and limitations, so what they're not too good at, um, what sort of areas they get stressed at, so what stresses them out, uh, what motivates them. So that's an important thing as well. So important. what sort of factors, what sort of um, job tasks or responsibilities uh, will motivate them, and also the ideal work environment. So besides reading the report, uh, which is what everyone will do, you want to really take a step back and think about does this person, how does this person fit into the role Mm -hmm. or the organization? So for example, if you've got someone who is very structured, uh, very organized, and um, the report says that, oh, they love to uh, work with uh, policies and procedures, and they um, like things to be set out you know, with routines and schedules, but you know that your corporate culture is very fast-paced. It's very dynamic. You know, things change all the time. You want to really sit down and have a chat with the person uh, to see how do you feel about being in this environment? Do you feel that you can adapt to it? So um, the report will allow the interviewer to ask more informed questions of the candidate. So it's really one uh, important note uh, to all people, every recruiter or business owner who are using psychometric tools, never ever use it to discount a candidate. So you never want to take a report, go, okay, you are this style and therefore you're not suitable. You are rejected. So uh, we never want to use um, the outcomes of a DISC report for this sort of person. Rather, it should guide your interview questions. So You know, it says that you like, um, you're very detail-oriented, you like to work with structure and routine, uh, schedules, plans, and things like that. Now, we have a corporate culture that's a little bit haphazard. It's a bit chaotic. You know, how do you feel about that? So, it's really, at the end of the day, making sure that the person's aligned to or prepared to work with this sort of um, uh, environment and, uh, yeah, just getting that, that those responses of the candidate and managing expectations from Mm -hmm. both ends. Yeah, absolutely. You touched on some really important things there. This is where doing an assessment 
pre the second interview would be really important because it will allow you to not only discuss much more candidly with the candidate the differences in terms of what they lean towards and and what your corporate culture is, but also if there is things that you want to dig a little deeper on, you can really craft some very specific behavioural-based questions to ask them about situations where they've handled a, you know, chaotic environment in the past and how they manage that so that you're putting them in a situation to give you specific real-life examples about being in an environment like yours and how they dealt with that. So you're getting that intel. And on top of that, this is also a great opportunity to form up reference check questions by knowing this information. We're able to ask better quality questions for the referees to really get an insight into how that's worked for them in their previous workplaces. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's really, really important in terms of what we're pulling out of the intel. And I I wanted to check with you as well as we get close to the the end of the podcast episode, you mentioned earlier you're an accredited DISC uh, provider. And I think it's really important that we point out to the audience that for some assessments, and DISC is one of them, you definitely want to be talking to someone who is accredited to deliver DISC because it is, it's a very... um, mature is one word, sophisticated um, tool and assessment. And it's, you know, you might find free versions of these assessments online and think that they're the same thing. They're really not, are they? No, uh, you're absolutely right. So I have a lot of people asking me what's the difference between getting a paid report and um, doing a free one. So essentially the free one isn't too bad, but the two issues that you'll get with free reports is number one, you don't get the full blend. So mm-hmm. a lot of the free uh, tools I see out there, and I've done them myself, yeah. uh, and I go, oh, they're free, why not try them? Is number one, yes, you do not get the blend for DISC. It'll just say you're a dominant D or an I, uh, S or C, but you don't get the full picture. And number two, it gives you very limited information. So you're just mm. looking at maybe, you know, a couple of paragraphs uh, as to what the person's um, behavioral traits are. Whereas with the full report, you actually get the um, uh, heaps more information and insights into this individual. Absolutely. And with the full reports, you're getting uh, really specific things like Teresa mentioned earlier about it's not only strengths and weaknesses, but really specific, you know, um, examples almost of these are the situations that might be challenging or uh, might be confrontational, whatever the case is. So the the detail is actually far more specific and, um, you know, tailored. And I think that is hugely beneficial rather than just finding out that this person is a a dominant D because that's really not enough to to help you make decisions. That's right. That's exactly right. Wonderful. Look, I really appreciate you sharing all of your DISC knowledge with us. And and there is, look, I'm a huge fan. If you're considering using a psychometric in your recruitment process or with your team building, my advice is absolutely to do it. Find an assessment that you love and and go for it. I just think they add so much um, information and value to not the hiring process and also to the team development process. So um, I'm I'm a huge fan and I, I think every business should be using them. Um, and DISC is an excellent, excellent option. Um, so Teresa, thank you for joining me. Now, if people would love to contact you, we'll put all your details in the show notes, but what's the best way for them to reach you? Are you LinkedIn or on your website? Where do you prefer people to contact you? Yeah, so um, thank you so much, uh, first of all, Christy, for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. Uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so feel free to stalk me on LinkedIn. 
I also have a strong presence on Facebook. So that is also where you can look for me if you prefer to use Facebook. Otherwise, feel free to jump onto my website. That's impactpersona.com.au. Drop me an email and I usually respond really quickly. So yeah, best way is, uh, yeah, stalk me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, look, we'll put all of Teresa's uh, links to her LinkedIn, Facebook and her website in today's show notes, which you'll be able to grab wherever you're listening to this episode. So again, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Teresa. It's great to chat to you. I really appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Oh, my absolute pleasure. How great was that conversation with Teresa. She has such great insight into how to use assessments like DISC in the hiring process and the value that they can bring. And also what to be looking for when we're understanding and unpacking these assessments. If you don't already use psychometrics in your workplace, particularly in the hiring process, but I firmly believe they're an awesome team building activity and super valuable management tool, my advice is get on it. (laughs) Definitely start using them. Once you start, you'll just realize how powerful they are and they're just fun to use. And like we shared, the the personality profile of the psychometric doesn't tell you who to hire or who not to hire. It just further informs you about these people that you're looking at or this person that you're looking at and how they might act and behave at work and how, how they're going to approach work generally. So they're really valuable to do. My advice is to pick one that you like and stick to it. Charissa loves DISC. Her DISC reports are great and DISC is a, is, is a great choice, but it's not the only choice. There are lots of options out there and just pick the one that you really resonate with and use the same one because you want to be comparing different profiles across your organization over time. And I think most importantly, when you're choosing a psychometric, know what it is that you're wanting to get out of it and what you're reading Um in those reports, because that's going to really help inform your decision around which psychometric tool uh, is going to be best for you. Now, if you've loved listening to Teresa's information and you're keen to reach out to her to find more about her services, I've included a link in today's show notes to both her LinkedIn profile and her website. Um, But if you want to reach out to her, just head over to impactpersona.com.au. The link is in today's show notes, which you can grab right now, wherever you are listening to this episode. So I really hope you have enjoyed that discussion. I know I certainly did. And I love bringing guests onto the podcast. If you want to continue the conversation about psychometrics, or or if you have questions about using psychometrics in your workplace, come and join us in our Facebook group. It's a super fun place to hang out. Um, You'll find us on Facebook over at uh, HR Support for Australian Businesses in the group section. Again, the link is in today's show notes. Just click the link ask to join and I would love to see you there. That is it for me for this week. I look forward to chatting to you next week on the People Powered Business Podcast.